Hi guys. How you doing today? I am Apostle Dr. Deborah Allen. I am excited to come be with you today. I am the visionary and CEO of Igniting the Flame Publishing. On these segments that you are reviewing, we have brought our powerful authors from Igniting the Millionaire, Become Her, to Be Her. It's 30 powerful authors. We are interviewing them and you get to come in and hear their heart, hear their stories and understand why this anthologies was definitely necessary in this season. It is the season to ignite the millionaire in you. You are the tool that is needed in this season to shift, to build, to grow, to network, and everything else you need to do to birth out that vision. Walk fiercely in your destiny. Thank you for being with us. Even as Dr. Pamela is doing these interviews with our amazing authors, I want to say congratulations for making two-time bestseller. Great job, everyone. Thank you for supporting us. Go out to Amazon and get your copy. See you guys later. Bye, y'all. This book is gold. And um, was that fun to see Apostle Dr. Deborah and hear her voice and all the amazing encouragement that she shared there? Well, I have with me tonight live two of the amazing authors from this amazing, powerful, anointed book. And I am so excited because they are going to be dropping gold tonight to empower you. Their stories are so transformable. They're tra they are going to transform you. They are going to challenge you. And they're going to give you some encouragement this evening. So buckle up. Or if you're listening tomorrow, buckle up. Just let's be ready. So we're going to start out by having these authors introduce themselves. Tell us a little bit about them. And then we're going to roll into their chapters. So let's start us out with you, Dr. Sarita. Take it away. Tell us, who are you? I'm so grateful and honored. I want to say thank you so much. It was one of the greatest opportunities, Dr. Pam. My name is Dr. Sarita Graham. I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. And my organization is Sarita Lynn's Ministry. And I'm, my ministry was founded upon my daughter, for which her name was Sarita. And um, back in 2005, she was found dead in her apartment. And so I've taken her insurance money and I opened up a facility called the Princess House. What we do there is we work with men and women that have struggled with mental health and substance abuse, women that have faced domestic violence. We also focus on the open addiction. We have a junior college called Royal Community Junior College. And so our focus is to restore the individual's mind, body, and soul. And so that's kind of what we do. But my chapter was, will the real church stand up? And I had a son that was in middle school, which was in a Christian school. And he had so many oppositions, so many challenges. And um, there was a kid, they were sitting at the lunchroom and one of the kids threw some corn in, the, in his face and he picked up the corn and he threw it back. Well, the principal felt like he should not have done that. He should have been a better person there at the church, which caused a devastating uh, situation for my son because he couldn't understand why the situation had turned. So what they had did was they expelled him from school. 
and we had to had a little issues in trying to get him in another school, but God opened the door where we was able to get him in another school. But the whole situation actually wounded him. And so I have always been trying to work with him to let him know, you know, we all make mistakes. And I understand that you've been a young kid. You didn't understand what was going on. So why didn't the other kid get, uh, I was, how come they didn't just disbarred him and they just did you when he was the first person that threw the corn? And so the pastor tried to talk with us and said he had to go with his wife because she was actually over the school. And so when you wound a child at an early age, sometimes it's hard for them to get over. And so I keep trying to illustrate into his life to this day that you have to forgive, you have to go on because things do occur and things do happen. And so when you actually could become an introvert from a inner pain when you was young, it's hard getting over. And so I just always pray for him to just say, hey, you know, you got a little girl coming up. Let her see the lightness in you. Move forward and move on. There is a lot of opposition that we do have in, in the body of Christ. And so that's one of the things I was really focusing on is will the real church stand up? Because hurting people hurt people. And some of the parishioners in there, they hurt people from the lack of knowledge. And so my book kind of give a little illustration is, you know, if you're hurting, how to deal with it. If you have low self-esteem, how to deal with it. There's different areas in there that can help you go through the issues that you deal with so that you won't put yourself in the position to be angry and then take it out on someone else because you were hurt when you was younger. And the old saying is hurting people hurt people. So my book is, will the real church stand up? Thank you very much. Oh my gosh, that is so powerful. Um, I have questions for you. We're going to let Shamika, she's going to come on and, 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 and share about her chapter and tell us about who she is. But I just want to say this, that, that I love the fact that you took the risk in writing about that topic because it hasn't been discussed the way it should be. Um, and and to, to shine a light on an area like that is, has such value in it. And so I don't think it's a risk to write about it, but in the overarching theme of like the whole church world, some people could think that was quite daring. I'm so glad that you did it and it has stirred questions for me. And so after Shamika, I'm going to come back over and I have a few questions for you. But thank you so much for being here and for being so transparent and for talking to us about your children. And, and I'm so sorry for the loss of your daughter, but how beautiful that you turned it into something else. And that's what I was thinking was, wow, when God says he'll turn things around for good, there can never be good. And, and, and going through what you went through, that was not a good thing, but how you yielded to God and allowed good to come out of it is something that um, I just want to highlight and say, that's beautiful. And thank you for letting God do that through you. And what, a, what an incredible testimony and testament to your daughter's life. Wow, Dr. Sarita, thank you so much. I appreciate you. I appreciate you also. Shamika, woo, is in the house. Yep, woo, 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 here she is. <laughs> and we want to hear all about you. And I said before, look, you're you're at Les Brown's house because, you know, yeah, how'd you manage that? <laughs> <laughs> we'll all keep our secret. Wouldn't people like to know? But let me just throw it back to you, Dr. Pamela. First of all, thank you so much for sharing space with um, Dr. Sarita and myself and giving us this opportunity to talk about not only ourselves, but some of the things that we wrote. And 
our amazing best-selling anthology, Igniting the Millionaire, Become Her to Be Her. So um, I guess before I just talk about my chapter really quickly, of course, I'm Shamika Menesi. I am a multi-business owner. I'm one of the founding members and owners of Presidential Concrete, as well as the Menesi Group. And then I've got an internet business that I am so proud of, and we'll roll that out here um, before the month is out. But I'm grateful to hold space with the other 29 ladies because we all had a story to tell. There were um, so many purpose pushers. I think everyone in the book is a purpose pusher. But my chapter is the process of becoming the main character in your story. And at the time that I was approached to write alongside you beautiful ladies, I was going through a transformation of rewiring of my own. And while, you know, some people I'm sure that came to the conference with us in April thought, whoa, all of these amazing millionaires, they need to understand that there's a shaking, a beating and a pressing that takes place before you can ever become an author of this caliber to write to other ladies, telling them, to ignite the millionaire inside of her and becoming her to be her. You know, Dr. Sarita, I am so sorry for um, the passing of your daughter. I don't know how that feel. I feels. I won't even try to, but um, I dealt with something similar. My brother was murdered about seven minutes after we told each other, I love you and hung up the phone. And so in becoming who I am to become, it was a full, it, it's a full process of healing and transformation. And so within my chapter, I made certain not to tell the readers what you need to do, but I told them, you know, full disclaimer, I'm on this journey with you. And so of course, we're not here to talk about every word that I wrote on the paper, but for those who are listening to us, I just want you to all know, no matter how polished and pretty we look, we have all gone through some type of pruning process. Um, and as my name is Shamika, as sure as my name is Shamika, God isn't through with any of us yet. And so I just want people to know that, you know, we may have come into millionaire status. Some people are on their way. But if that is your goal, you want to grab this best selling anthology so that you can understand what that process can look like for you. Woo! That was like a major download. <laughs> Should we go? Oh my God. What did you say? A pruning that was a pruning and a, a purpose and a pruning? Yes, I said that. Yes. That, that, okay. We're going to circle back to that in a minute. And I want you to pull back the covers or pull back the curtains a little bit for us and talk to us about purpose and pruning because that's amazing. Or I might actually just have you do it now. <laughs> We're live, y'all. <laughs> That's what happens sometimes. So while we wait for Dr. Uh, for Dr. Sarita to come back, let's talk about that. What does that mean to be purpose and pruning? I mean, absolutely, we go through it, right? Mm -hmm. But you just kind of just, you know, went right for the heart of it all. It's not just cakewalk to be uh, successful in the area of, of advancing the kingdom, pushing mm -hmm humanity forward, being an entrepreneur and, and, and doing all of that to the glory of God, there is a price we pay and God makes sure that we are actually ready yes. so that we can go out there and do the work without having as many things that sideswipe us because he's prepared us. So when you said that purpose and pruning or pruning and pruning, whatever that was, that just was like, that was so powerful. So take it away, pull back the curtain a little bit for us 
and tell us a little bit more about that. Absolutely. And I want to tell my listeners that don't know exactly who Dr. Pamela is, understand she is strategic and she's super intelligent. She knows exactly what purpose is and pruning is, but she wants those who are listening to us to understand. Because of course we have platforms. She is a minister. Um, somehow, some way God decided that I was going to be a part of that too. And so I just want to be very careful when I tell you that there is definitely purpose in your pruning. When you think about pruning, you may think about bruising and you may think about scars. Or if you think about a prune the way that I do with a literal mind, when I was in kindergarten, they were shriveled up and they just kind of remind you of like a wrinkly something. But sometimes you have to shrivel up and be in the bottom of whatever ditch or pit. And you have to understand what thus says the Lord so that you can dig yourself out of there. When you think about the children of Israel, you may feel like, oh my gosh, they were in the wilderness forever. Well, read your Bible so you can understand why they were there and what the purpose was inside of that. You know, there may be someone who's listening to us and they they feel like giving up because life is lifing and things aren't going their way. There's more bills than money. There's more month than money and you can't find the job or you're trying to launch your business. I just want you to know when they say Rome wasn't built in a day, it means that there's going to take blood and sweat and tears and faith. And and I mean, if you think about how much God loves us, it, he wants us to have mustard seed faith. But wouldn't it be great if you could have like a bag full of mustard seed faith, faith and then you've got pounds and pounds that are built upon the pruning process that you went through. And so, I mean, really, I am literally going through the pruning as we speak. And so as I was reading that, I absolutely was. And there were times, you know, that I, I'm like, God, why me? But then the conversation comes back like, okay, Jesus really went through the pruning process for you. So how dare you say, why me? And how dare you be mad at your situation? You have to speak to that situation and you have to tell that mountain to move and believe that it will. And so for me, that is the pruning process, understanding why you shriveled up and understanding how you can blossom into that person that God called you to be. Mm. Say that part again about speaking to it, because that's key, isn't it? When we go through these processes, we can just shrivel up and, and back off mm -hmm. or we can be emboldened mm -hmm. and speak. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. So I can't speak for Dr. Sarita when I talk about grief, but as myself, my brother who was the, the catalyst for who I am, my brother who poured into me, who I believe was my angel on earth, who stood up and took the reign when my father didn't. Oh my gosh, he'll be deceased seven years in November. And it really took me probably six years to realize that I've got to give this up. Yes, it hurts. Yes, I had all of these dreams for us and he did too. But let me go through that pruning process of being hurt and not understanding why he was brutally murdered and robbed and all of that. And let me look at the beauty of the relationship of my life with him. That's one man outside of Jesus Christ who walked the earth that did not judge me. And so I have to understand how much love God gave me in human form twice so that I could be who that I am. And so if that is going through the pruning process that yes, it hurts. Yes, it sucks that I can't text him and tell him all about this book. It's like, let me show honor to his life by being the best, and not just his, let me show honor to God by being the best Shamika that I can be. So that is, that's the whole pruning process. 
we just go through things. And because we're born into sin and we're born of the world, sure, your feelings are going to be hurt. You're going to wonder why this isn't going the way that I want it to go. But if you speak to the thing and you instead of agreeing with that thing that's not moving the way you want to move, speak it and dare it to get out of your way. You know, life and death is in the power of the tongue. So as a man think it, so he shall be. So if I said, I mean, even Dr. Sarita, she'll talk about her own story. But just thinking about a mother like mine who got a phone call that her child was no longer there. And Dr. Sarita could sit on this, you know, this stage with us and hold space with us and tell us, you know, I was able to, sure it hurt, but I was, I took the money and the prune, the purpose in my pruning was mm -hmm. to take that insurance money into uplift the kingdom of God with it. She could have just, you know, some, you see people who are like, oh my gosh, my child passed. Let me take the insurance money and I'll gamble it. Or I don't care about the insurance money. You can't do that. And so I know it's not about that, but I just want those listening to us to understand igniting is a prune too. You have to start the fire to have the fire. If you just talk about it and we're cold and we want a fire, okay, are we going out to get sticks and things and we're going to build this fire so that it can be ignited or we just want to talk about it and stand around in the huddle and be cold the choice is yours are we just going to stand around and talk about it or are we going to ignite the fire yes ma'am omg right there that is literally a moment <laughs> it is and when you went through that loss and i'm so sorry that you went through that and so many people in that situation, mm -hmm. like they would not be able to see the forest through the trees. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. they, and, and yet I'm hearing you say that God was with you in it all. He was, yeah. he walked you through it. And then, and he gave you the tools to navigate out of it and show, he was showing you how to create victory along the way yes, how to move into your next how mm -hmm. to turn this into that fire that we you know we're not just sitting talking about it or wah wang about it understand there's a place for grief grief is 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 a real thing y'all it's real but at the end of that are we going to let grief steal what we're supposed to be doing here or are we going to use whatever it is that we're dealing with to ignite? And in this case, igniting that millionaire. And that's not just about money. Mm -hmm. It's about that million in you, right? What it is that you're put here to do. And what I'm hearing both of these ladies say here is, is as they went through their garbage, and it was, this is terrible what happened, losing a brother who was like the, the uh, support in your life, a lifeline, losing a child. But allowing the creator to create purpose, as I like to say, by design through it, what a way to honor and pay tribute to that, to the love, to the life of that loved one. Absolutely. And so I loved that last part that you loved it all, Shamika, but like, are we just going to get sticks and talk about it? Or are we going to do something with it? OMG, that is so powerful. And not only have you taken sticks, you've made that spark. And, and then the Holy Spirit breathes on it. And we've got this flame here and lives are being changed. Thank you for being a doer of the word and for being such a warrior. Um, I'm just like, 
is so incredibly powerful. Pruning is for real, y'all. Pruning happens. And sometimes it's situations like what these ladies are talking about. Sometimes it's a different situation. But if we don't prune, if we don't allow ourselves to be pruned, then there's no growth. You, know, you can go and you can take a plant that you, is outside and you need to prune it down to maybe down to its nubs in order to get it to go to grow again. And so pruning has a purpose. And I just want to thank you, Shamika, for sharing that. That was powerful. Thank you for letting me share that. That was so good. Dr. Sarita, you're back. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, the enemy, he, he's, he's mad, but that's okay. That's okay. He's a loser, and um, you are going to be able to share it all. So, you know, like that whole thing about with the real church stand up, like that chapter title just rocked my world. Uh, you know, since 2020, uh, I think the real church has has had to stand up, right? Since we went into uh, the whole pandemic and things, it was like everything that could be shaken within, I don't mm -hmm. just mean the church. But, I mean, just being the building, but I mean, in church in general, it was shaken and we all had to revamp and rethink and, and all of that stuff. Like what is the church and, and is it a building? No. Is it a doctrine? Like when I say doctrine, I mean, like there's all these different denominations and is it that, or is it people embodied that are embodied by by christ and and then looking at that and saying you know am i living my life the way god wants me to live it and then further to your point if i have been hurt in the church which hey i've been hurt in the church that happened am i letting god bring healing to me so that i can step back out and do what i was put here to do such a powerful message that needs to be heard. And so I'm so grateful that you took your chapter and went there. So I have two questions for you. First of all, I want to know how you came up with that title, because that is such a cool title. And then for that person right now who is really hurting, um, they're, they're, they're like almost terrified to go back into a church setting. What do you have to say to them? So tell us about your title and then share with us kind of some of your your gold nuggets without giving away the whole chapter of something that's a takeaway for somebody today who's been really hurt within the body of Christ. What One of the things I like to say was I was partially raised by a minister for number one, which was an older minister, and he was actually my great uncle. He didn't have any children at all, so he used my sister and myself as his children. And one of the things he always said when he was passing, he called me when he was passing and he says, daughter, I want you to remember a couple of things. I said, okay. He said, one thing is you got to keep your hand in God's hand for number one. And number two, you got to represent Christ. People got to see Christ in you. And number three, he said, always remember, you're going to have some pain, but that pain is your purpose for a purpose to a purpose. And so that's the reason why I had came up with what will the real church stand up because I came from some of the old sayings where the women really minister to the women and and I had to be with him and and I learned a lot with him. And so that's the reason why what you do for Christ will last. 
People want to see the goodness in your heart. What you say, they want to see that. So when, when you're out and people looking at you, you're saying things and people say, oh, I, I don't know. She says she's a minister. I don't know if I want to follow with her. So you got to lead by example. And always remember, anything that happens into your life, it's a purpose. When I lost my daughter and people was like, they're trying to look and figure out what happened. They're trying to see if I was going to fall out, if I was going to do this. But I was actually rooted in the word of God. And so that's the reason why I took her insurance, because that was something that her and I wanted to do was give back to the community and work with the young girls and women. So that's the reason why I took the money and say, hey, I'm giving back because guess what? I'm helping another mother that may have had to come through what I've been through. And so I wanted to be a support system for that. So I even did a curriculum with the young girls called it You Are Special. I wanted the little young girls to grab it early on to know that you are special. You don't have to do what you see the other girls do. So what I did with those younger girls, I had them make a handmade wedding gown and put it up as a keepsake and as a remember that you are somebody and that you are special. And so when you talk about the other part of it is that really, that scripture really means a lot to me because I've seen so many people wounded in the church and they don't understand why they're wounded. Some people have had nervous breakdowns and they don't understand. My field is in mental health. So I was able to use some of those tools with some of those women that was facing hurt pain from relationship, from the church, from their job. And I actually put those tools in that book that they can actually go by. I'm not going to tell you because I want you to get the book so that you can read the tools that you can learn how to stay focused and how to stay safe and understand that you got to keep your hand in God's hand no matter what. And so as you pick up those books and begin to look at the things that has been put in those books, not only for me, but there's many authors that you can learn from. Because guess what? We all been through something. I want to just circle back to something. You gave the incredible gold nuggets. You told everybody they had to focus. Like, that's huge. And you said that they needed to, you know, they needed to, to believe. They need to, to, they need to move forward. But then you said to keep your hand in God's hand. I'll and so that was <laughs> that is amazing. And and those are nuggets. Those are just a couple of nuggets that you're going to get from her chapter. That's just a little bit. And she's not saying it just like, oh, this sounds nice. <laughs> she's saying it because she's walked it, y'all. She's walked it and she knows it. And one more time, Sarita, can you tell us what your great uncle said? The three things that he told you that you needed to you needed to know, you needed to have you, as you were going to walk out your life. Say those one more time. You know, one of the, one of the key things when he was when he was transiting, going over, he needed to say, you need to make sure that you keep your hand in God's hand. You also have to make sure that when people see you, they want to see Christ in you. They want to see the real person in you. And then the next thing he was saying is make sure you're going to go through some changes. You're going to go through some trials, but your purpose will be a praise for you because you got to understand we're all going to have trials. We're going to have tribulation, but whatever you go through or whatever you have is for that purpose because your pain is your purpose. Boom. And that is a hope. <laughs> Than that people in in the church should have, but that is a hope that not even the people don't always have. And you get outside of that walls of uh, I don't want to say walls. You get outside of a relationship with Christ, 
a relationship with God. And people don't know that there is purpose and that's going to be developed out of the pain. They have no hope. And when we are walking in line with God, yes, then no matter what comes, we know that he is going to get us through it, get us through it victoriously. Every time. Every huh. time. Every time. And you believe your testimony of that, your testimony mm -hmm. of that, which is so absolutely incredible. Well, I, as we start to wrap this up, I want to give each of you a chance to share if there's anything else on your heart. So Dr. Sarita, is there anything else that you didn't get a chance to say or share that you would like to make sure that you get out there? So go ahead and say it if there's anything else and make sure you tell everybody how to reach you, connect with you, follow you and get the book from you. First of all, I'm always grateful to God when he gives us the opportunity to share his love and what I say to everyone that's on this stage right now, I'm honored and I'm learning so much from all three of you. And so that's one of the key things is we learn from each other. There was some tips that I that I caught on what she had said. I caught on some tips of what you said. So I use those nuggets and that's how I keep flying because everybody has something good. Everybody have have some trial, some tribulation. But when you listen to someone else and understand what they've been through, Whatever they've been through, you're still standing. And people can see that you're still standing. And one thing I always say, and I will close this is, what you do for Christ will last. Always keep your hand in God's hand. And that's what they, he always would say. Baby, I don't care what it looked like. I don't care how dark it is. Keep your hand in God's hand. Thank you. And I am so honored to be on. Thank you so much. Wow. Thank you, Dr. Sarita. And what a beautiful way to close your segment oh you didn't how do people find you how do they connect with you oh uh my email is actually my name sarita graham at aol.com we're on facebook as sarita graham we're actually starting a new television show says sarita i mean t i mean sarita lamb ministry tv network um we're on facebook Thank you so much. That was awesome, doctor. Thank you. And we will make sure that that is put in the comments as well. So that if you didn't catch it all or some of it cut out for you, we'll make sure that gets in the comments uh, also. And I just want, before we have Shamika speak, I just want to, uh, Mr. Wilner, Lewis Charles is uh, watching and he says, powerful, keep your hands in God's hands. And so I just wanted to highlight that. Yes. Absolutely. All right, Shamika, Queen so, turn, what do you want to say? So like Dr. Sarita said, I want to absolutely thank you for um, sharing your stage with us and letting us be a part of your show. Um, and I just want to leave people with actually an excerpt from my chapter in the book. I posed a question and it says, if you knew the fire you had inside of you, what would that look like right now? You can even close your eyes while determining its condition, is it bright and peacefully all right? A flickering flame or even about to burn out? If it's bright and it's a flickering flame, then go towards that light. If it's about to burn out, do something different so that fire can stay ignited. A lot of us watch a lot of people and you want to be the next Shamika Menace, the next Dr. Pamela Hinkle, the next Dr. Sarita. I submit to you to be the best you that you can be. 
Um, the way that you can find me, I am the only Shamika Menacee so far in the world. I will send Dr. Pamela my link tree. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. And you, you'd be able to find me there. So it's been an absolute honor spending time with the both of you today. Ditto back at you. This has been amazing. Y'all took me to school and I learned so much tonight <laughs> together. All right, everybody. Get the book. Get the book. It's life changing, as you can well tell by these stories that we were shared tonight and all of the wisdom that was dripping gold from these awesome queens. Thank you so much. Remember that you are here on purpose with a purpose by design, not by default. So go out there and be the salt and the light everywhere you go. We'll see you next time.